Kaden Kopiar acknowledges the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Press Office with Caden Copiar, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the press office with Kate and Co. PR. Now, today I get to chat to one of the most powerful and connected women in media here in Australia, Tori Archbold. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Tori's story, I suggest you do some research as it is truly incredible. And I feel like once you hear this episode, you will be wanting to just know more. Long story short, and we will dive way more into it during today's episode, Tori is a former publicist. She was the founder of a very successful PR agency called Tor Star, and now she has found herself in a new career, and she is the founder and CEO of Powerful Steps, which is all about creating game-changing personal brands and businesses. Today, we talk about Tori's experience in PR, so she definitely gives some tips on how to be a better publicist, as well as how you can build your personal brand. There were things that she mentioned in this conversation that I literally implemented straight away into my own personal brand, so they're quick and easy little wins that you should be implementing as soon as the episode is done. Now, enough from me, let's get on to the interview. Hello, Tori, and welcome to the press office. I am very excited to be chatting to you today. I've already told you I've been devouring your podcast this morning, and you have such an interesting story to tell. So I am going to throw straight to you in. Do you mind introducing yourself? what you do and how you got to where you are today. What a great question. And it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me, Marissa, and the team at Kate & Co. I started my career basically because no one believed I could. So when I was at school, everyone's like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I was like, I'm absolutely going to do all of those things. So at 24, I decided that I wanted to work with the best of the best. And I wanted to create a company that tapped into the power of storytelling because I was obsessed with media. I was obsessed with the culture. But most importantly, I knew that it could create and build powerful brands. So I started my agency, Chorstar, at 24 years old. I ran it for two decades. We got to the top of our game, the top brand and communications agency in Australia with 22 staff and two assistants at times because let's face it, life is challenging. And I was a single mom at the same time that I was building that business. And then in 2019, one of my last clients that I was launching into this market was um, Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty. And I just remember, you know, 
or an icebergs, which is such an iconic place to host an event for any international celebrity launching a brand out here. And she was just talking about the power of women, the power of their stories and, you know, how that had really impacted her life. And I just said to myself, do you know what? I have given so much to other people. I've really enjoyed the ride. It's time to pass the baton and it's time to become my own brand. And so I shut my agency and created Powerful Steps and haven't looked back. That is amazing. You could almost say that Drew Barrymore killed your PR career. So thank you, Drew. Oh, you know what? I'm so grateful for Drew. And actually, I had a copywriter that I engaged when I first decided that I needed to become the brand. What does it mean becoming a brand? And she came up with the copy line, Drew Barrymore ended my PR career. And I've never spoken about the celebrities that I'd worked with because I was always the one hiding behind the scenes in the little black dress. I had 60 little black dresses in you know, my wardrobe, I was the one that was pulling the levers for everyone else because they were the heroes. And all of a sudden, the copywriter was like, well, actually, Tori, you're jumping into your own brand. You've got to become your own hero. And so what you need to understand is that sometimes clickbait is going to work to your advantage. So I took her advice and I didn't look back. I love that. And I think there is so much to dig deep into around powerful steps. And we will get to that shortly. But Of course, this is a PR podcast, so I do need to ask you about your tour star days because you ran an epic agency and you had clients that people would only ever dream of working on. For example, you launched Zara into the country, which I don't know if any Australian woman or man would would know their life without Zara in it. I know I wouldn't. So I would love to know. What has been some of your proudest moments in terms of your PR business? Yeah, it's a great question, Marissa, because I'm writing a book at the moment and I had to go back and look at what were the key highlights in my PR career? Like, where did it start? And, you know, my business started with no media connections and no money. So for anyone listening out there thinking I want to work into PR, I want to work in the PR game, right? You just need to start with yourself and the belief that you can do it. So, you know, for instance, for me, when I first got my break in media, it was with a role at Viacom in London. And the only way I could get my foot in the door was being an assistant. But the only problem was I didn't have a degree and I didn't know how to type. Basically, I didn't know how to do anything. And so here I was like, you know, with two fingers on a laptop trying to make it all work. And I got the job and that was my entry point. Then when I came back to Australia and I decided that I wanted to start my agency, I knew I had to have a marquee client and no one would give me a break in Australia. So what did I do? I called my connections in London and said, hey, I'm starting an agency. I really need a great client. And they said, oh, we think that there's one that we can give you in Australia through this connection. So I was asked to write a press release for David Jones, who um, had signed on Megan Gal as their brand ambassador. And there were so many people that wanted that gig because she was like the ultimate supermodel that had made it overseas in Italy through the Vodafone campaign. Now, the only thing was I had never written a press release, but I was an avid reader of magazines, of multimedia. And so I just said to myself, you know what, fuck it, what have I got to lose? I'm going to write the press release, hopped on a bus, went in, faxed it off and got the job. And that's how my career started. So I look at that as a highlight moment because so many people say you can't do things 
but you actually can. You can get your foot in the door in the most extraordinary ways just by backing yourself. And when you look at how did Zara find me, because it goes down as the most significant and I guess the most powerful retail launch in this country, if not for Indidex in history. And we had 22,000 people that walked through the doors um, on the first day of trade and a million dollars in sales. But that wasn't a result of what I did. That was a result of the teamwork. And the reason why Zara chose to partner with Torstar was that we both had the same value set. We were both passionate about making a difference. We both worked with integrity, but most importantly, we knew how to deliver. And one of those standout moments for me during that time is we've got media from all around the world that wanted to interview the most powerful man in communications at that time, and his name is Suzuse Kavira. And I went to locate him in the store, and he's like, Tori, I can't do the interview. And of course, every publicist knows you have to get the interview to get the story. And he's like, no, 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 I can't do it. And he was behind the cash registers and he was helping tally up what people were purchasing and packing the bags and he said to me look around you Tori this is the magic that we have created the customer will always come first and you can tell that to the media I will get to them when I can but it will be after I've served the customer and I just thought what an incredible man and that is such a powerful thing to have in your toolkit as a publicist because the customer does come first always. And it's about the passion of how you create and build that brand. It's about the integrity that you bring to anchoring yourself to that brand. But most importantly, without a customer experience, you don't have PR in a good sense, right? You're only going to have a bad sense. And he could see that everyone was overwhelmed that day and he wanted everyone to have a good experience. So, you know, you talk about highlight experiences, that was definitely one of them. But, um, you know, there are so many. We were the first ever agency to create a fashion parade on the Queen Mary 2, which is the number one luxury cruise liner in the world. You know, my role was to get a high profile designer to get an incredible guest list onto this ship. But the only catch was we had 12 hours to get everyone through customs, including the production crew, the models, the guests and everything and take them off again. And you know what? We worked off this little boat that was created that showed us the footprint of how to do this. We had no practice run the way you normally would as a publicist or with an event production team. All we had was the knowledge that if we worked as a team, we could pull it off and we did. And, you know, I look back at that and go, that was pretty fucking amazing too. That does sound very amazing. It also sounds very hectic and, you know, especially with that uh, event too, it was such a quick, tight turnaround. And often in PR, especially during those moments leading up to an event, the hours can be long. How did you juggle such tight timelines, these long hours while also being a mum, and then also on top of that, managing a team of over 20 staff? Such a great question. You need to have a work-life balance, but most importantly, you need to have the right team surrounding you. And that team needs to be anchored to the values of your business. So my values have always been the passion, integrity, delivery. So when we were hiring people, they had to be passionate about the brands that we worked with. They had to work with integrity, but most importantly, they had to have that passion and integrity to deliver because my whole reputation was built on advocacy. We didn't advertise for our services. People found us. So when you say the long hours, absolutely. But if you have a team that runs like clockwork and they understand the way that you work 
the way that you perform, but most importantly, they're excited about the brands and what you're creating. Anything is possible. But, you know, during that time as well, I was a single mom to my daughter and we had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And I would say that was tougher than creating and building a powerful brand. Because when I walked through the doors at nighttime, my life was completely different from that, you know, glamorous, glow-trotting publicist that you saw out there. And so for me, I guess what was more difficult was the success and survival part of my story. And we will touch on that. One thing that you did just mention that I think is really important to talk about is this idea about being passionate about what you do because you know the saying if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life and I think that is so true. I love that saying Marissa because I don't do something unless I am passionate about it and you know what I think that energy that I'm able to bring into a room or to a brand or to a person is because I want to be there and so if you want to be a great publicist if you want to be a great leader you have to lead from the heart. And that starts with waking up in the morning and knowing that what you're going to do is a service to others, but most importantly, that it sets your heart on fire. And the minute that your heart is not on fire, you cannot create, you cannot deliver. And most importantly, you just, it's dead energy. So a lot of people don't succeed in the PR game because they lose their passion. But it's up to the leaders of the business to ignite that flame for others. And if you're a freelance publicist out there as well, the way you can get your passion is by tapping into different brands and agencies that are passionate. And you have that opportunity to work with brands that you're passionate about. You know, when we launched Zara into Australia, I was probably one of a handful of people in this market that had had the opportunity to go and experience Zara overseas. So I knew that when I was in the store in Paris and everyone was grabbing the jeans and, you know, stuff would come in and what outfit are we going to wear? It was amazing. Or when you walked into the store in Rome and you went up the beautiful staircase, it was just an experience that we never had in Australia. And then when I went to Dubai, and I saw the new floor plan and I could see the way the brand was becoming modern, it just like, it set my heart on fire. So by the time they approached me to launch their brand, I had that passion. So I bought that passion to Australia because I was a spokesperson for their brand and they needed someone that could actually understand what is it like to walk in that store? What is it like to be served there? What is it like to walk out going, whoo, that was so awesome, but it didn't actually cost me the next two months salary. So when you work for a brand as well, some of the best advice I've given people that have worked for me and others as well is put yourself in the shoes of the customer. What is it that they want? What is it that they want to experience? And if you're passionate about that and you bring that to the table, anything is possible. You can deliver extraordinary results and create very powerful brands. I could not agree more. And even just chatting to you, I can just tell that your energy is so contagious and I can imagine that is part of the reason why Powerful Steps, your new business, has become so successful. So just to start off with, what exactly is Powerful Steps? So I decided after that moment at Icebergs with Drew Barrymore and, you know, it was time for new beginnings, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm a woman that has started one business and I'm entering my early 40s. I can start another and there's nothing stopping me because what I'd recognized was my passion had gone from PR. 
you know what? I've been doing it for two decades. I loved it. But then I said to myself, imagine if I can create and build powerful brands for people. Imagine if other women or other men are at the top of their game like I was and they're stuck. How do you reignite that passion? How do you bring back that energy? How do you take them to the next level of life? So that's how Powerful Steps is born. And basically it's a platform and a community with a lot of high profile programs that women can tap into to actually step up and switch on their A game because I don't want anyone to lose their passion in their career. I want them to get to the next level. And the funny thing about it, Marissa, is so many of these women, you know, they're on six-figure, seven-figure salaries, but they're not recognized and they're not visible. And because I've had two decades of creating and building brands, I say to them, you can be visible as a person. And because I've done it for myself, they're like, I want what she has. How do I do it? And so I give them the toolkit to experience that success themselves. And you know what? We've had the most incredible results because through the power of storytelling is actually linked to the power of leadership. And so I've had women that have negotiated $150,000 pay rises, have got, you know, incredible ideas that they've translated into multi-million dollar businesses. And I have the opportunity to tap into that skill set from Torstar to help other people. So we work with a lot of entrepreneurs in the US who, you know, one of my clients started um, a business, a media company from scratch. A hundred million dollar business she turned it into with her husband. She had Gucci, her mates, like you name it, all the luxury brands as her clients. She walked away from it and started again. She slipped me a DM through Instagram and now I refuse to buy followers. So I've got low following, but my following is quality. They take action. She goes, you're the one that's going to help me to launch my new brand. So I, I get to create and build powerful brands for powerful people who are at that crossroad and they just go, what's next? Who's going to be my wing woman? Take me for the ride of my life. Let's go. Who do you think needs a personal brand? Is it just those people that are starting their own business? Everyone needs a personal brand, including you, Marissa. Everyone. You know, this is it. Like, it doesn't matter what level you are at, whether you're just starting out or whether you're at the top of your game. When you connect with someone, what's the first thing they do? So when you were like, I'm going to interview Tori, what's the first thing you did? I stalked you on social media. (laughs) Correct. You Googled me, right? So the thing is, you want to know about that person. Now, that's my personal brand. So whatever you found online is a direct reflection of who I am. Everyone needs a personal brand for two reasons. Number one, if you had gone online, you could have gone back to Kate and gone, I don't think Tori's good enough for this podcast. I've been doing a little bit of stalking and I don't think it resonates, right? Which would have been, boom, boom, see you later. That's my opportunity to do this podcast with you that's gone, right? Secondly, if you're in a high profile role, and this happens a lot of the time with women that go through my programs, and you know they're influential in what they do because they're leading big brands, And I Google them and it's like, oh, sorry, you're a drug dealer from Idaho. And they're like, what the fuck, Tori? Actually, I'm leading a team of 20 people and I'm doing this and I'm delivering hundreds of millions of dollars to my business. And I'm like, well, not according to what I found out. You've been arrested for drugs. And they go, what? And I go, now what we need to do is we need to understand the power of your story. So when you understand the power of your story, You understand how to build a digital footprint based on not only your strengths, but you've also got to give people a little bit about the challenges. Because let's face it, humans aren't perfect. 
And if anyone is out there on social media saying they are perfect, I call bullshit on it. What people want, and it's the same when you go on a customer journey, is they want an experience. They want to tap into something that keeps them going back for more. So that's why you need a personal brand. It doesn't matter at what level you're in in your career. You need to invest in having a really, really strong digital footprint. I would assume people who are listening along are going to be like, oh no, I need to sort out my personal brand. Are there any kind of quick little wins that people can start implementing from today? Absolutely. So LinkedIn has over a billion people that look at it per month. Now we're in the business of creating and building brands as a publicist, right? And I still have my publicist hat on in Powerful Steps as well. Now it has such a strong search engine that if you go onto LinkedIn, you put an awesome photo of you, where you're like straight to the camera, it's got your energy, you're not cut out from some fabulous cocktail party with someone's arm around you. It's like a professional shot, right? Then you actually focus on maybe 400 words, that's it maximum, for your bio. Because the first three lines in the bio of LinkedIn is actually what goes into the brand SEO search engine, right? So if I was going to Google you, it's likely that LinkedIn's going to come up as the first thing that represents your brand. So why not tap into the power of that? That is a very good point. I've got to go home and write my LinkedIn bio. (laughs) Yeah. So this is what we do on the business attraction program is we amplify the brand, but you actually have to understand the power of who you are to do that. You know, like where did your career start and and give people something that they don't know. So when we were doing my bio, when I switched out of the little black dress into whatever I wanted to wear, the copywriter, she was really um, interesting with me. She said, oh, Tori, um, okay, so let's just say that you got married in your forties and it's your second marriage. I said, well, actually, guess what? It's not my second marriage. It's my first. She goes, really? Everyone thinks you're married before. And I said, well, everyone's wrong. Now we put this in the bio and the amount of women in high profile roles that reached out and was like oh my god you found love in your 40s it was them saying oh can I do that too so always put something in there that is probably a little bit controversial but it's a little bit of you that allows people to understand who you are a little bit more and like I said don't do something where it's like me 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 I'm perfect because we're not perfect give people something that they can go oh That challenge that I'm facing right now is going to become a possibility because guess what? She's been through that tunnel. She's out the other side. How can she help me? That's how you secure clients. How you retain clients is by being honest and anchor everything to your truth. I agree that authenticity is so important in absolutely everything. You even look on, you know, social media these days, the influencers that are are really true to themselves and are really open about what they're going through compared to the influencers that are all picture perfect, selling you a product every day. They're just not as engaging anymore. You know, it's very true, Marissa. And I always say we were one of the first agencies in Australia because we had ShopBop as our first client in terms of online shopping. So when we were engaged as the agency to actually amplify what ShopBop was doing, we had to tap into influencers. And I remember my client who was working with ShopBop but had come from working with Anna Wintour. She was like, we're going to tap into the best, Tori. Who are they in your market? And influencers really didn't exist then. And I pinpointed two. One was Margaret Zhang, who ended up being the editor of Vogue. And the other one was Nicole Warren, who's got, you know, millions of followers and influence. 
And it taught me a lot about at that time, they were so authentic. They were so real, you know, and they were small influencers at that point in time, but they became global influencers. But they were always very true to anchoring their messaging to their values. And Margaret in particular, because she trained as a lawyer. So she was very much straight down the line. It was all about integrity. Nowadays, when you look at influencers, and I remember, you know, when we were launching Victoria's Secret, they said, um, we don't pay for influencers. And I said, good, because you shouldn't. And when we had Sea Folly and we took it to the number one swimwear brand around the world, Again, we never paid for an influencer. And after eight years, they decided to engage another company. I I always remember laughing with the CEO. He goes, they fucked up my brand. And I said, yeah. I said, I spent eight years building authentic relationships and now you're paying for those relationships. Why? Why are you paying for them? And he goes, Tori. And I said, I know what to say. Always build a brand and believe that people want to be a part of that brand because they love it. You don't need to be paid to do that. I agree. I agree. And there are some amazing influencers out there who, when you're working on a particular brand, you actually know that they use your product or they wear your product and they're not just doing it for the photo and then getting changed into something else. Yeah, and it's crazy. I, I give an example. I've just been at Kamalaya. It's this wellness retreat in Thailand where I was writing my book. Now, in the first six days that I was there, two women booked in to stay there at $10,000 a pop because they had seen my journey and what I was doing. And they're like, oh my God, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Boom, boom, boom. That is influence. So always remember, you never know who's looking at what you're doing, but your influence comes in all shapes and forms. It doesn't need a thousand followers to deliver the dollars back to a business. What it needs is someone being passionate and going, I'm really enjoying this experience. This is what I'm getting out of it. And you can be a part of it too. And one of the things that you do talk about on your website and in Powerful Steps is this coffee challenge, which I am obsessed with since reading about it. It's something that I am going to try and implement. Do you mind explaining what it is? So when I started Torstar, I didn't have any money in the bank, and but I had energy, right? <laughs> I knew I needed connections. And I was always taught coffee, not lunch, because coffee, mutual exchange of energy, it's less than $10 anywhere in the world. All you need to do is make yourself available for that connection. So I thought if I was going to build a powerful network, if people were going to advocate for me, I had to meet them. I needed to have human connection. So I committed to this really simple formula, which built Torstar and actually built Powerful Steps as well, which is a coffee date once a week with someone I know, someone I want to partner with and someone completely outside my comfort zone. And that's how I built my business. It wasn't on fancy lunches and gifting people. It was just on a mutual exchange of energy. Like, here I am. This is what I do. What do you do? How can we collaborate? How can I help you? you know, what's the pathway forward? And people remember that. And, you know, off coffee dates, I got the most insane recommendations, Risa. I remember being given Air Tahiti Nui as a client when they were launching their Sydney to Papiete New York route and they were looking for a publicist. And I get this phone call. <laughs> Someone said, I met this guy Luke in a nightclub in New York and apparently I need to hire you to launch this airline route. I'm like, oh my God. And then I realized it was like, 
like Luke had had a coffee date with who actually had another business in Australia was over there met some guy from an advertising agency and they're like who do you refer it's like Tori so I got recommendations like that all around the world like it was insane because whenever I traveled I always invested on tapping an extra couple of days on my trip to have coffee dates with people or let's face it maybe an espresso martini or a dirty martini but the fact was human connection walking into a room sharing your energy how can you partner together you know that's what makes the world go around it's like asking people how are you what's going on how can we collaborate it's what people remember connect Connections are so important and especially, you know, within media and comms, it really is who you know. And I think now, like, we've had two years of being in lockdowns and, you know, we're so on social media now that it's actually not that common to go network in person anymore. Even networking events are held online. So actually having that face-to-face contact, I think is really important. It's so important, but don't discount the fact that you can still do this coffee date and the coffee challenge is on my website as well. So I share more information about it, but the fact is you can have a coffee date with anyone anywhere in the world. And lockdown taught us that. And what I also like about a virtual coffee date is you're still connecting, you're still having that mutual exchange of energy, but you don't have the travel time. But you've also got to remember that when someone is giving their time to you and you're giving it to them, it's for a reason. You need to do your research beforehand, like how can you help them or how can they help you? It's really important because you don't want to be one of those time wasters. Yeah, I think that is very, very important advice. Now, Kate and Danny from Kate & Co PR have recently done a course with you and they have such glowing reviews and I can honestly see why. But one of the things that Kate mentioned was that you were really big on finding your aha moment. What is your aha moment? Probably having my daughter. It's not a work one. It's my daughter. You know, I just remember when her eyes connected with mine, I was like, my life is going to change and it's going to change for the better. And it truly did. And she's been on, um, you know, my career journey with me all around the world and now wants to go into communications as well. And you know what? I love her get up and go. And I give you a good example. When we were working for Seafolly years ago and Prince William was dating Kate Middleton at the time and my daughter was writing, she had really neat handwriting. She was writing all the influencer notes um, to send out. And I'll never forget, she wrote, Dear Kate, (laughs) on behalf of my favorite brand Seafolly, we would like to gift you a bikini for your next holiday with Prince William. And she's like, oh, mommy, I just don't have the address. And I said to her, oh, darling, I love the fact that you reach for the stars and you will get to the top of your game one day, but the royal family has a no gifting policy. (laughs) She was devastated. But if I talk about aha moments, it's like, you know what, as a single mom, you want to empower the next generation. And so the fact that she's been able to see what it's like to be in communications but now wants to actually be that person has probably been the best aha moment because she's seen the highs and the lows and all those game-changing moments. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see what the next 
you know, generation of publicists actually gift all these brands around the world. They've got incredible knowledge to give. That's so amazing. Like you influence women all the time in your program, but you're seeing it so directly with your daughter. She's so cool. And sometimes, um, you know, she'll do an occasional podcast research project for me. What about this question, mom? And she does what every other publicist out there is doing. It's like researching, finding the angle. What do people want to know? What don't they know about this person or that brand? And, and, you know, when you ask, like, what's my aha moment, it's knowing that you're passing on this knowledge so that other people can make a difference. So for your daughter, for me, for all the listeners, what what is some advice that you could give us to become better publicists? When someone says you can't do something, don't listen to them because you can. There is always a way. And you've got to trust your gut instinct in PR now, you might be right down to the wire with an event and everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Let's go. And you go, this is actually really fucked up and it's not going to work. Don't be afraid to put your hand up and say to the client, I don't think this is going to work for these reasons. But if we invest in X, Y, and Z, it's going to be better than the plan we already have. And I've done that several times in my career and the results have been extraordinary. So just because you're ticking all the boxes think that you're doing a good job. No, you're doing a shit job. You're not being true to yourself. Step it up a level and always look for how you can lead and disrupt because that is what makes a good publicist. That is perfect advice. And I am going to ask you four final questions, which I'm a little bit sad about because I think I could pick your brains till the end of time. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Email or phone call? I love phone call and I love a FaceTime. And I've been known to FaceTime editors when they're hopping out of the shower and they say to me, Tori, I'm taking the call because I know it's going to be a good one. So the thing is, when you have a good relationship with someone, you pick up the phone. Do not hide behind email. Email gets you nowhere. It just doesn't. If you've got to do a follow-up, do it. But pick up the phone. People appreciate it. It's so true when you're on a phone call, you actually have a conversation instead of statements thrown at one another. Yeah, what fun. Zoom or in-person meetings? You know, there's nothing better than human connection. But if you don't have the ability to travel and you're building a global business or brand, Zoom is your best friend. Your typical day in media consumption? Oh my gosh, my husband's going to hate me for this. Apparently, I'm online quite a bit. I love tapping into the power of the news every morning. I've always, always tapped into what's going on, not only here, but around the world. And I think for any publicists out here, don't just read what's going on locally, but come across what's going on globally. So I would spend, even to this day, a good two or three hours on the net and really just getting a strong understanding of, you know, what is what is the media temperature out there? What is it that people actually want? How am I going to be a part of that solution? And whether you're representing yourself or a brand, that is incredibly important. And that will also allow you to be 10 steps ahead of everyone else. And my final question for you, and I'm going to add an answer for you, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or LinkedIn? Oh gosh, when I saw it, I was like Instagram and now you've added in LinkedIn. I think, do you know what? I think both. I think LinkedIn for business, you can't deny it. And I hope you go and update yours as well after this chat, Marissa, because it is such a powerful tool for any publicist. 
anywhere in the world. It's the it's the way that you connect with people. It really is. But Instagram has given so many opportunities to my business as well. And don't be afraid to use Instagram to remind people of what you've created in the past. Now, I want Steve Madden as a client because I put a flashback to Zara and someone in New York saw the post and it was, you know, five or six years after we'd launched it. Don't be afraid to use both. Um, but it just, it depends on your audience. It, it depends on, you know, what's in it for the brands that you represent and what's in it for you. I am definitely going to be updating my LinkedIn. Don't you worry about it. I have honestly had such a great time chatting to you. And before we go, I would love for you to share where our listeners can hear more about you and find out more about Powerful Steps. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity to share that. So my website is powerful-steps.com um, and there's a whole lot of programs that you can join online. And then you can connect with me on LinkedIn, which is Tori Archbold or Instagram at Powerful Steps and look out for the book that's coming in March, 2023. Amazing. That is very exciting. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Marissa. I really enjoyed this. My heart will always be in PR. I absolutely love it. And you know what? Never stop believing that anything is possible because it is. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.